Welcome to 50 Shades of Shilamita, the podcast where nothing is off limits. As a multidimensional sovereign mom, partner, CEO, serial entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author, I am on a mission to help more women and men become fully embodied in their sovereignty and power so they can live their truth, speak it unapologetically, and live a life free from the matrix. Each week, I will bring you episodes that will awaken you, inspire you to think outside of the box, and step into the leader that you know that you are. The world needs more people who are walking their talk and unafraid to stand in their truth, and I'm here as your guide to help you do just that. Welcome to another episode of 50 Shades of Shilamita with your hostess, Shilamita. I am super excited for my guest today. Not only do I get to interview her in person, I actually, well, not in person, on podcast, YouTube, online land, I actually got to spend time with her in person this past week. I'm sure that we'll get into it. Jacqueline Shaw is a seven-figure mentor and channel who leads visionaries in quantum energetics and divine feminine activation. She's known for taking her clients to the depths of their knowing, to their most intimate truth, where they are able to activate their authentic voice. Through her work, clients, Quantum Leap, develop a deep trust within themselves and unapologetically show up to lead in their power. The projector in her sees what you can't yet see. Together, you bring it to life. Please welcome to the show, Jacqueline Shaw. Hey, oh my gosh. I am so happy to be here. First of all, like the moment that I heard the name of your podcast, 50 Shades of Shalomina, I was like, oh yes. Um, and then I'm also so happy that we are getting to do this now after that we've spent time in person and had that I mean, that depth of connection that you really, I feel like sometimes can only get in person. Totally. And as I was reading your bio, like there was so much I wanted to say, because I'm like, I experienced that and I experienced this and I experienced that. <laughs> so my mind was working faster than my mouth could get the words out. <laughs> but I'm so excited to have you here because I do agree. Like once you meet in person, it like just shifts everything. In the online world, there is like this online persona, which I'm learning a lot about myself recently because I've had the privilege of having a lot of in-person encounters with the online coaching and mentor world, which has been amazing. And it's just such a different vibe to be able to experience someone in the flesh right? Do you know what I, for, like for me, I didn't even really know that I was going to love in person until I experienced in person. Like I had been for so long, like so grateful for the online space and being able to run my business online. I mean, I don't sit still for very long. My family and I, we, we travel a lot. We pick up and move a lot. And so like being able to always do my work online just felt like the biggest blessing. And then when I started hosting in-person experiences, like first it was my retreat and and it kind of just 
came hosting my retreat, I actually like my favorite beach here in Costa Rica. All of a sudden I was driving by one day. And I'm like, wait a second. Is there like a retreat space here? And then I like stepped on the land and I was like, oh, I meant to like host women here. And then I loved it. And then I was like, I'm going to do VIP days. And then, you know, what we just hosted for um, the Alpha Femme brand in Miami. Like I truly didn't like, it's not like I feel like I was missing the in-person, but I didn't know how much I was going to love it. I didn't know that it was going to become such a huge part of what I love to do and want to do until I experienced it. And now it's like that connection, like, yes, so grateful for the online connections that we get to do this and record podcasts with people from all over the world, but meeting in person, like touching, squeezing, hugging the activations in person, like it just is next level. It's just a completely different experience. Totally. And so, you know, I used to be a licensed acupuncturist, so I would see patients all day long. And so when I chose to not be an acupuncturist anymore, it's because I wanted to be in person and I wanted to speak to the masses and I wanted to get up on stage later learning that I am a projector. And it was very normal for that because, you know, there was a time where I didn't think that that was like the normal thing to want to do. But then COVID happened and all of a sudden there was no and I felt like I was grieving this whole entire part of me because I was ready to step into this other level. But instead, the universe decided that it was time for me to go deeper into healing. And so as soon as I got the courage and bravery during COVID, I started hosting in-person retreats and VIP days and all the things for all the people who wanted to like sneak around, you know, because we are rule breakers. And... <laughs> A little bit of revel in us. So I want to unpack so many things with you because I think that you are just such an incredible human being. When it says that you do these activations, you really do. One of the things that really made me fall in love with you is you know what your medicine is. And when I heard you say those words, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool because I know that I'm gifted and I know that I have healing powers and I know that I have all these things. But when you said that, you owned it. And so I'm like, huh, what's my medicine? And so I'm wondering like how you got to that point of knowing. Honestly, I feel like it was always there, always existed, but I wasn't willing to share it, say it, let it like just be wild and free. Like I feel like for so long, actually, like in my business, in this online space, I was like, okay, well, this is really what people want. So let me be that because I can do that. I'm good at that. Or this is what like, it makes sense, like to, to launch, to sell whatever. Um, and like, there was so much that I loved in it. And then I was like, but this is actually what I found was the things that I would mostly like put out into the world was not the real work I was doing with my clients in my most intimate spaces, like that I was doing the work that I was doing with my one-to-one clients, with my mastermind clients. And I was like, why? Like, why are people only receiving this once they're in my world? Like, why am I not fully like just owning, owning who I am and like standing in deep trust with it and conviction of like what my medicine is. And funny enough, like the reason why I think I didn't for so long is I didn't think it was enough. Like I truly, and it wasn't that I didn't think I was enough. Like that's just not a belief that, that really ever came in for me, but it was like, is what I do is my medicine in its fullness, like enough without adding this and this and this and this. And then I was like, wait a second, taking people to their deepest truth, like their sacred wisdom, teaching them how to be in, in their full expression of who they are holding, like literally like holding women in the frequency of love. I'm like, 
wait a second, like that, like that's actually it. Like, so before I was like, that's not enough because it's not the like tangible is what I actually was really what happened for me. I feel like I got very, you know, told a lot and by different coaches and stuff was like, you have to be more tangible. You have to be more tangible. And it was when I'm like, I don't, I don't want to attract people looking for, for the tangible, like what I do is not tangible. And when I just owned that, that's, that's when a lot shifted for me. So I want to rewind backwards a little bit for, for those people watching who know who you are, who we are. Um, we met through the alpha fam world, but what I learned in Miami is that you and Amy Elizabeth actually knew each other before the alpha fam world, which I thought was really interesting. But what I'm wondering is how did you even get into this world of coaching? Cause you've been in this space for a long time. And I told you on the last day in Miami, like I only recently found you, you only you know, popped up on my timeline. And then we got to work together since January, which I'm so grateful for, but like your wisdom is so deep. And when you told me your age, I was like, wait, I'm older than you, but your wisdom is just on such a different level. I'm wondering how you entered into this online world. Well, honestly, I, I joke about this all the time. I'm like, I literally, like, I actually feel like I fell into the coaching world. Like I'm like, I just kind of landed here by accident is what it felt like. And obviously like all the divine intervention, like it was not by accident, but I think this is actually what and I mean, I'll share the story, but this is what took me so long to actually own my medicine because I, like in 2010, I became an entrepreneur. I am like in a very different realm. I owned a children's like designer fashion clothing store and I had that for five years um, and it was great. And then I started having babies and I was like, wait a second, I don't want to be like tied to this one spot and tied to this, this city. And at the time I had a network marketing business also on the side that was doing really well. And as my brick and mortar business closed and I was like, you know, operating in my network marketing business, I actually had a friend say to me, she was like, well, why aren't you like coaching other women in their business? Like you've started two successful businesses. You have people asking you all the time. And I was like, well, I do coach them like in network marketing. And she's like, no, no, like in other ways, like in starting their own business. And I was like, people do that? Like what? Huh? And then she's like, yeah, a lot of people do it. Like coach people how to start a business and you started successful businesses. Like, let's go. And I was like, I don't know how. And she's like, let me teach you. So I started off very much. She was like, you have a business mind. You've been successful in business, teach women how to run business. And so that's how I first really started in this industry. That's how Amy and I originally met. She was starting a business and she's like, okay, I've heard you're the person teach me. And so what I did in the beginning was very different than what I do now. And then I very just, I mean, in the process of teaching people how to start up their, their own business and come online in their business, I was like, what's the, like the thing here. And it was just like, for me, it's the energetics of it. It's for me, it's like, I mean, it's so, so it started off very much like leading people in their, in their energetics, bringing in their human design. And then it just continued to be like, for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper for myself. And then I started to take clients deeper and deeper and deeper with me. And one of the things that you said, and I know where we also connect on in our human design is we're both like a four, six, and you were like that wisdom. I mean, we all have this wisdom within us. We, and when I say this wisdom, like we all have our own unique medicine, our own sacred wisdom. I definitely through, you know, even when you said 
when COVID entered, you thought you were going to do this. And then it was like time to heal. I mean, this is very line six, right? So I went on a deep dive, spiritual healing. I call it my spiritual smackdown six or seven years ago. And it was like deep, hard, fast, and, and just like opened me up to so much. And I was like, once I experienced that, once I experienced like the God within, once I experienced like the connection with my soul and through the divine, I was like, there just was like no going back. You are living the dream. I come from the realm of crunchy mamas. So just to take the family and whisk away to Costa Rica, I'm sure my listeners are like, wait a second, I want to do that. (laughs) So you're from Canada originally, but you landed in Costa Rica. How did that happen? I mean, I always like from the age of 12 knew I was going to live on a beach. I knew that I was going to raise my kids on a beach. And I come from a super small town in Canada, like 3000 people. So, and I mean, most people still live there. My three sisters like live in the same block as each other. So it's, it's like, this was very born to most people in my world. And just like I said, I accidentally fell into the coaching industry. Like, I feel like I accidentally moved places. I, I came here when my daughter was 10 weeks old. I I traveled here with her and my son who was two and a half at the time. And I just loved it. And I, and I messaged my husband and I was like, I want to be here for the winter. And we made it happen that winter. And then we went back to Canada. We were living in Toronto at the time. We went back to Canada. We ended up driving across the country to BC at one point in time. We're supposed to be there for six weeks. And five years later, we had never left. And then um, COVID hit and I was like, back to Costa Rica, we go. And then my family just arrived here. My kids love it here. We've unschooled our kids and then found a school here that like supports and it's an outdoor school and a theater school and nature based. Uh, My son like surfs pretty much daily, loves it. And I was just like, I don't know. I just always knew I wanted my kids to grow up in a place that they could just like fully be who they are and not have like I don't know if like restrictions is the right word put on them, but do you know, like not feel confined at all. And so I think this is why I always knew like beach life was going to be it for us. Yeah. I love that. Before I met Ben Lover, I was heading South to the Jersey beach, but I was heading towards a beach. And now I'm like, you can't even get me to go to the Jersey shore. I'm like, put me on an airplane. I'd rather fly anywhere in the world. to any other beach, but I love that you live like this unconditional lifestyle. And I feel like we probably have a similar parenting style where we let the children lead and guide the way. And that's been definitely difficult for me most recently. And in the mastermind that we were in together, you know, some of the stuff that has gone on in my family life, but you know, we get stuck in this conformity of children are supposed to go to the public school system from whatever time, whatever time, raise their hand to go to the bathroom, learn math, like everybody else, learn this, like everybody else. And we're kind of doing things our our own way and unschooling I think is incredible my children did Waldorf school for the years during COVID and so my little guy was in an outdoor school but in New Jersey we have four seasons sort of and I remember it would be like monsooning snow and I would be there with my umbrella like bye Bennett have a great day Yeah. I mean, that's what it's like for us when we're in Squamish. Like when we're in BC, when we're in Squamish, like the kids, like some days I'm like, 
really? Like you're going to be outside in this all day, but they actually they love, love it. They get like bundled up and in their rain gear and they love it. Actually, my, the, the, the funniest, like the hardest thing about being here is that they love that school, their nature school so much in Canada that first coming here, they were like, they love Costa Rica, but they love that school. They love yeah. being inside. They love being in the wild. They love learning from nature. Isn't that funny? Because people will look at me and be like, you're crazy. I can't believe you did something like that, you know, but it's just so out of the box. And, you know, with my little guy, he's now eight and he's in second grade. Technically, we switched our homeschool pod. So now they're more in like a school setting. And so we were told in Waldorf that if we were to switch them over, that they probably wouldn't be able to catch up. They would be very behind because play is more important than reading and writing. But I'm watching him flourish this year. And like now he's reading everything and he's writing and all the things. So for those people who are listening and watching and are afraid to pull out of the school system, but you know, deep down inside that that's really what you want to do. I encourage it 10,000% because eventually they will read right? And eventually they'll know all the things that they're supposed to know. But how did you know that this is how you wanted to parent? Were you parented this way or did you grow up in, in a different kind of setting? No, no, no I, as you were saying that, it's, it's funny too, because I actually had friends at the beginning of like COVID when the schools shut down, because they were always so curious, like, what do you mean you unschool and they're like homeschool and all these things. And then they were like, wait a sec, did you like manifest this for the whole world that none of our kids can go to school? They're like, whatever you just did there, like, no, but I just, I don't know. I, again, like just from a very young age, I knew I didn't want to have my kids in the school system. And it's so fascinating because I've been asked a lot, like, oh, was school not good for you? And I was actually the type of person and the type of learner that like school is designed for. Like I like got the best grades, like school was great for me, but I think I always really saw the the kids that it wasn't good for. Like I was literally the person, you know, in my, I remember like my grade six, seven, eight class getting sat beside the like troublemakers, like the bad, the bad kids, you know what I mean? Because I just had like that compassion for them. And so I think I also like really saw, I saw my sisters who like, you know, I didn't need to study for a test and I could just like, like that and that they really struggled. And I saw how it affected their confidence and their self-esteem. So I just kind of felt like there's gotta be a better way. And I knew I wanted to unschool my kids, which like, so not my, my husband, his family, like he was raised in boarding school. He's like, what the fuck is unschooling? And we honestly just kind of let our kids lead. And so in the beginning, when kindergarten was starting for my son, he really wanted to go to school. And I was like, mother effort, like, no, but like all the kids in our neighborhood were going and everyone was excited. And so he really wanted to go. And I was like, well, part of unschooling is like, we let the kids lead. And so he went to kindergarten for a few months and I was like, zipped it like I was like I'm gonna let him have his experience but I could actually see like I was like he's such a soul child I felt like I started to see like his light being dimmed and then he came to me like one day like three months in school and I mean I was very much like let's go to school late let's not go some days and like three months in he's like I want to try that like maybe try that homeschooling thing that you like talked about or maybe try that school outside um and we did and he loved it and then it just like never turned back and then my daughter would like I, I volunteer at their school and she would come with me and she's like, I want to go here too. And then it just like kind of was never like it just became what we did. That's amazing. And it just goes to show like how you have this inner compass that you've always been led with and guided by. And something that we connected on recently is you had turned me on to conversations with God. 
and another thing that just fell into your lap, right? So I'll let you tell that story. And I'm, I'm curious what your upbringing was in that regard. And, you know, if you had this, I know that you had this inner connection, but was it because of your outside sources or just because of that inner voice? Yeah, it truly was this inner voice and, you know, bringing up conversations with God. And I'll definitely share this story, but you know, when you asked earlier about like the wisdom that I hold, the wisdom that I, that I share, I actually like people ask me all the time, like, what are your deepest, like spiritual practices? And like, there's meditation and prayer and all of it. But I truly believe like reading for me is my deepest spiritual practice. You know, I just had a woman reach out to me today and she's like, I heard you talk in the unconventional masterclass and you mentioned a return to love. And she's like, now I started a book club on a return to love. And it's been like life changing. I mean, the amount of people I think that have read conversations with God that I've like connected them with. Like, I think I should get some royalties here. (laughs) But the power of like reading books like this for me has always been like, I read and it feels like it just like resonates. It's like, not even like I'm reading something that's like, so like new to me. It's like, I just like immediately feel like the depth of it. I feel the truth of it. I feel like it's just in such soul resonance. And so that's why, you know, books like Conversations with God, A Return to Love, Mary Magdalene Revealed, Interior Castle, like some of the most powerful books for me have been, and I truly, you know, believe that, that they, these books kind of showed up in my world in ways that you can't even like, you can't even make up like conversations with God. So my, my upbringing was Catholic, you know, went to church every, every Sunday and a good Catholic girl and got told like all the things that were going to send you to heaven and all the things that were going to send you to hell. And I was about 11 years old when I turned to my mom and I was like, I'm not going anymore. And she was like, like what? And like, I mean, family that was raised like in Catholic schools by nuns. And I was like, I'm not going anymore. And she was like, why? And I was like, I just can't believe that there's someone there that's like going to tell me that I'm going to go to hell if I like swear, or if I like do this, or if I what like, that's like what my 11 year old could comprehend at the time. And so then my, I have my three sisters and they're like, she's an atheist. She's all these things. And I'm like, and I was like, no, I believe in something, but just not this, just not this like judgmental God that like I'm taught to fear. And so so I did, I did for a long time, like kind of go away from any type of like religion, prayer, spiritual, anything. And then when I was like 17 or 18, like it started to kind of like bubble for me and like prayer came back into my life. And then I feel like I dabbled. I would like toe dip for the next, I'm going to say maybe 12, 15 years or so. It was like, it was kind of that, like, okay, I'm going to like pray and like go there and be like, you know, when, when it's like, I've got nothing else when I'm like at rock bottom. But then when things were good, I was like, I'd forget. And then through, yeah, what I call my spiritual smackdown, which I was like, I feel like was no option again into like really turning, doing my own healing, that connection with the divine, that connection with God. And just like finding again, like taking the power of God as something like outside of me and then a judgment to like truly finding the God within the power within me, the divinity within me. That's so beautiful. I, what I loved about conversations with God is page 11, like described me to a T, like every one of my thoughts, there was literally sentences in the book that I was like, I've said that before. Like I've said, right? like, yeah, I felt like the book really understood me. You know? <laughs> it was like, I wasn't so much learning something totally new. It was like, oh, like th- this feels like home, right? Because when I was 23, the first thing that I found in spirituality was Kabbalah. And what Kabbalah teaches is that 
the God is within, that we all came from the divine. And so we all have the power and we are all miracle creators. And so I've always carried that with me. So that was very natural for me. What I learned through conversations with God is that I didn't realize, and maybe I was just naive to this because I guess I understand it, but I really didn't realize that a lot of religions are teaching this fear, like people fear God instead of like knowing that there is this love and this connection and there's always forgiveness, right? And so recently with my turn on to Jesus, like, and all the things that I'm learning about Jesus, I'm like, Jesus is all about forgiveness and love, right? Like he was friends with the sinners. He wanted to hang out with the bad people. And it, it, it almost like, it confuses me because then if you look at the religious sector or the people who preach about Jesus, it's like they're not seeing this big picture of forgiveness and love, which is what it like all comes back to, right? It's like, yeah. I'm sure Marianne Williamson is the same, right? The lead me back to love, all, all of these books and these spiritualities. And, and it's like, for me, the main message was always gratitude, right? Like everything that I learned and studied was like, be grateful, be grateful, appreciate gratitude, gratitude. And now it's like forgiveness and love, forgiveness and love. Well, this is something for me too. Like this was such a massive part of my journey. And again, of course, in our like line sixes and how we're here to lead and be the role model. It was like, as you were talking there, all of a sudden I was like this event, this event, this event, this event that like just came through so clearly of like, of course, this was a part of your journey. Of course, this was a part of your journey to lead you into someone who can have these conversations and lead people back to love and forgiveness and trust. And even a lot of the work that I, that I do and begin with, with women is like self-forgiveness because we have these moments and times where we've betrayed ourselves and we hold on to this energetically. And, and when I say betray ourselves, I know like the word betrayal can be like sound big, but it's like every time that we don't listen to our intuition, yeah. we betray ourselves and our energy remembers, you know, that's stored in our system. Every time we say yes, when we mean no, every time we say no, because we're like, feel like we're not enough, but we really want to say yes, you know, all of these times. And so to be able to like really trust ourselves and trust our sacred wisdom, like the self-forgiveness piece is huge. I, you know, in this conversation again about this, like return to love, this return to God, this like seeing Jesus as, as, as love and forgiveness. I had this, I did have this like kind of struggle. And like I said, when I was like dabbling in and out of my own beliefs and, and what I felt, because I really, the power of prayer was so powerful for me. I mean, I could tell you like miracle story after miracle story after miracle story of, and like wild, like miracles through prayer. And like, I used to pray with my mom and my sisters like every day. And at the same time, and we would be like at opposite sides of the world. And there was just like so much magic there, but yet the word God was still so triggering to me. Like, I was just like, what? And then like a couple of years later was when I was in my spiritual smackdown after I'd really come back to prayer and read a return to love was like the first book I read. And I was like, she said God so many times. I was like, okay, I just gotta like pretend she's not saying God and something else because I was like, you know, still in this like vortex of being triggered by the word God. And then that's when conversations with God, like kind of fell into, I mean, really fell into my lap. I had, I went on a journey. I mean, my spiritual smackdown was all about love and like me opening up deeper to love, like love beyond. I thought I was even capable of holding, giving, receiving so much about forgiveness. And then about a year after this is when conversations of God, like literally fell into my lap. What happened? Cause I didn't share the story. Um, 
is I was at a cottage and I was like looking through the bookshelf and literally this book and it's like a big book because it was like all three books and one like fell out and I picked it up and I was like conversations with God and I was like about to put it back and I was like because the word God was just like "Uh uh-uh and I opened it and I was like just kind of like what you said there I was like whoa and I took pictures and I started sending pictures to my best friend and I was like what is this book and I was like I gotta read it and then I was leaving that cottage and coming back a week later and I was like maybe I'll just like take it with me for the week and then bring it back and I was like oh maybe I shouldn't you know it's not my book and I left it there but I had posted pictures on Instagram of reading it and the owner of the cottage followed me on Instagram and she actually removed the book from the cottage (laughs) so it wasn't there when I got back and so then I had to buy my own copy and it's literally sat on my bedside table ever since like I travel with it it comes pretty much everywhere with me and it's big my husband's like really like (laughs) this is coming again and I'm like "Uh uh-huh it's been like yeah, it's just been one of those books that like just changed so much for me. And any day that I'm like feeling, you know, not me or not that connection, like I can just open it up and read a paragraph, read a page. And I feel like it reminds me of like who I am, who we all are. And that's really the message that I've been getting recently is remember, remember who you are. Remember that you're here. Remember that this is about the experience, right? We're here to experience and to feel, and we spend most of our time here trying not to feel, right? And we go in and out of like these spaces and the forgiveness piece was so big for me. I, I actually feel like the forgiveness piece is what made me become so beautiful because I think that when we betray ourselves and we have shame and guilt and all the things, our outer appearance starts to mirror our inner shame and guilt and all the things, right? But then when you start to forgive yourself, like layer by layer, piece by piece, like the inner light starts to shine through. And, and I, I feel like I'm aging backwards. And I feel like that's part of my secret. Cause somebody, you know, in posting about Jesus recently, somebody reached out to me and she was like, I, I love, you know, your recent revelations and, and all the things. And I, I wish that I could be more Jesus-like and practice radical forgiveness. And I was like, Oh, well, that makes me Jesus-like because I I practice radical forgiveness. You know, it's like I I understand that people are meeting me where they are, right? It used to be that person that had really high expectations of where I needed people to be. And when I took away that expectation and started meeting people where they were, I realized that not everybody has experienced the same things that I've experienced. And so they're going to do things. They're going to lie. They're going to steal. They're going to cheat. They're going to do all the things that the commandments tell them not to do because they think that they're going to be forgiven by, you know, whatever they believe. But the forgiveness has to come from within. It's like, you need to be able to stand in front of the mirror and I love you. I forgive you. Those are the most powerful words you'll ever say. 1000%. And I, I feel like as you're speaking there, like this, like, like, this is interesting. Cause like, for me now, I feel like that's all that I know God, Jesus to be is like love and forgiveness. And so when you said that there's like this whole like fear based around it, like I almost like forget that sometimes. And then I like have this memory or this reminder and I'm like, oh yeah, we're still here. So so many of us like in thinking that there's like, yeah, like, you know, the judgment, the punishment, the, all of the things that, that come along. 
I mean, you exude confidence and strength and courage. And, and I feel like those are qualities that I exude as well. And it's in this knowing, right, that, that we have this connection and it gets to a point where it's so normal in my everyday life to live in love and forgiveness that I kind of forget what the rest of the world is like. You know, and I, I did a post a few weeks ago and I posted some photos that I wanted to rebrand on my book. And there was a lot of cleavage in the photos. And like when I posted the photos, not for one iota, did I think that anybody was going to say anything bad because I was so confident in what I thought the photos looked like and who I am and where I am and all the things. And all of a sudden it opened up like this gateway of like, people's opinions and I was like it, it was so magical for me because I'm so evolved in my emotional intelligence that like I was actually able to take all of the constructive criticism which I have to say that it really was it was constructive criticism in that moment people were not like trying to rip me apart on purpose but it was also just interesting to see where people are in themselves and how I trigger them really because I never allow for the opening for opinions <laughs> like that's like a strong boundary for me because I love who I am and I love my life and I don't need to hear all of the outer noise so what helps you in your strength and confidence and showing up as you are I mean, such a good question. Again, I think it's, it's for me, it's really like this connection back inwards, like again and again and again, it's devotion, devotion to who I am, devotion to my medicine, devotion to my connection with, with God. And, and it's also this knowing like not everyone's meant to get it. Not everyone's meant to understand me. Not everyone's meant to understand us. And so anytime, you know, that there's like, I'm triggering for people or they don't like my choices or anything that comes in my, you know, in my field, I also don't hang on to it. It's like, I see people are at different places in their journey. For me, it's like allowing multiple truths to coexist. So like, I don't need you to even have the same belief code as me. I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need us to like, you know, have everything the same. It's like, I, I get to be in my truth. You get to be in your truth. She gets to be in her truth. And knowing that like my, my belief is that we're really all here to be fully expressed, like fully expressed as who we are to, to discover and rediscover who we are to remember who we are. And so that's going to look different for everyone. So for me, it always comes back to like, me, I mean, me first, like frequency, like I always say, like frequency first, like my frequency first, I look at it as like, how is this affecting my energetic field? And I know when I am like in expansion and expanding in my energetic field, it's like, I'm willing to, to speak my truth, no matter what I'm willing for it, not to make sense. I'm willing for, I mean, I, I actually shared this the other day on a mastermind and it was just like the fact that I'm willing for it to be like, for me, like, like I was, I was serving in, in this mastermind. It was like such an incredible mastermind. And it's like, I do, I do this for me. I do this so that I get to experience my medicine through leading you. I experience my connection with divinity. And so like, yes, you get to receive from it as well. But like, I, I do it for my expression of who I am in my soul. And that's, that's the way to do it. It's to go inward, right? Just go inward, connect, remember, and just know we're all meant to live very different lives. We're not meant 
to be like other people. So you really have to quiet that outside noise because your mom is not gonna understand your journey if she's not on the same journey, even though she birthed you, right? But people have a really hard time with that. It's like, well, I've been best friends with them since I was five. Okay, but now it's time to go part ways. And yeah, that, I like, I also, yeah, I've also just like never had, a, like I've always just been someone who like, like I feel so deeply in what I feel inside that it's like, I, I'm, I'm like not willing, like I'm not willing to deny my soul. I'm not like, you know, it's like, I'm just like, there's such a strong knowing that, I mean, I, I did go through years of betraying myself and like no more, like once, you know, once I did the healing work, once I dove into my own spirituality, there was like, gather, there's no more willing to betray myself to please anyone else, to accommodate anyone else. You know, it was just like, again, so it's like just standing in my strength and the power of who I am in that depth of, of conviction. And then I know you and I like also like chatted about this a bit on the yacht, um, <laughs> but I, and I don't know if this is like a huge factor, like obviously I'm really tapped into human design. I do have like, this is where you and I differently, we're both projectors in four, six, I have eight of my energy centers defined. So I just have my undefined sacral and I, I just I truly don't think I've picked up a lot from outside me along my, along my journey. Like I don't have these, these open energy centers where I've collected, you know, taking on other people's energy either. So that I think has also really allowed me just to like, I've always been very much like, this is who I am, stay in my own lane, like knowing what I want, knowing who I am. Yeah. Learning about human design and I have a lot of open energy centers. And, and so along the way, I've let a lot of people influence me and lead me. And even, you know, my, my husband and I, tomorrow is 12 years since we first met and it's like a full Zodiac circle, you know, and I love to reflect on like where I was and who I was and how we've grown over these years. And, you know, in the beginning, it was like, I needed to really quiet the outside noise because if I didn't, people would have separated us. Right. And he used to say to me, time will tell, like our love is strong enough. Like people will just need to wait and see. And they were the most powerful words that I'm now using with my children and other things. But, you know, people are not on your journey. And and those first years were so hard for me because I was so worried about what everybody else thought about my relationship, about our appearance, about what we did, what we do and all these things. And it's like, you know, like I said, now my boundaries are so strong that even like my mom doesn't say anything to me, but once in a while when she does, boy, does she have a lot of things to say. <laughs> And I'm just like, mom, can you just like enjoy life? You know, like I'm enjoying my life. Like nothing is wrong. Everything is okay. But people create like these versions in their head of what we're supposed to live like instead of just living. And like, it's the ultimate freedom. You know, like there was a point that I thought ultimate freedom was having a lot of money in the bank, but that's really not it. You can have all the money in the bank and not be free at all because you're too busy listening to what everybody else thinks. And like the ultimate true freedom is being able to show up and be like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I, I always say like for me like total freedom like this ultimate freedom is soul freedom it's like the freedom to be who you are the freedom to be in your fullest expression without the like attachment and the fear of the judgments and the this and the that and that level of freedom is 
I mean, it's completely different than time freedom or location freedom. It's like freedom to be you, freedom to be who you who you truly are. And I think this is, I mean, this to me is like the beauty of like this industry online is like, and I mean, I know that there's all the things happening, but it's like, I think at the core, like taking people back into their medicine, to their sacred wisdom, giving them the confidence to be who they are. Like that's the movement I see in this industry that I am so happy to be part of. And, you know, something you just said there just kind of like came up for me. You know, we said other people aren't on our journey, so they're, they're not meant to get it. And I think that, you know, talking about our journey is such a beautiful thing because yeah, people aren't meant to understand all the choices you make and the decisions and how you live and all the things. And yet our journeys, our sharing of our journey, our storytelling is like such a deep connection point for people. And sharing stories, you know, sharing the bits of stories we've got to share here today. What I often always find too, it's like, I can connect in with you through your story, through your journey. Even if our journeys look nothing alike, you can say one sentence and I'm like, that's where we connect. You can say one thing. And I'm like, Oh, that I didn't have that same experience, like on the physical plane, but I experienced this feeling in this way. And like, you know what I mean? Like we connect through these like little bits of, of stories. And so when we open up to just like be willing to look through different lenses and, and tap into people's journey in that way, it's like, it's, beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful because it helps with the expansion, right? It's like, you know, you knowing that you're a four, six projector, like, I love that. I love you show me evidence of what is possible for me to accomplish still here. And, you know, that's why I just, I love having the show and love bringing on all the guests and, you know, sharing my wisdom and just like helping people to realize, like, we are meant to live blissfully happy lives and we're not meant to suffer. We're not meant to live in sabotage we create all of that chaos for ourselves. And it's taken such a long time for me to get to this knowing and understanding of like, no, we are meant to be happy. And it's weird being happy all the time. It's like, right? Like I actually remember like, you know, these moments that you just remember and this moment for some reason is so clear to me. And it was literally like, I mean, I was living in Toronto, pushing around my kids in a stroller. So I'm going to say it was probably five or six years ago. And I remember walking into the store and someone like the person inside that was like, he's like, like, why are you so happy today? What happened to you today? And I was like, cause I'm smiling. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, sun's shining. I'm pushing my kids. He's like, but like, why are you so happy? And I'm like, isn't that so interesting that it's like weird to be happy that it like questions, like, why are you so happy? Like, why are you smiling? Why is your smile so big? <laughs> Why are you happy today? And and it, it is, it's like this weird feeling and not only to be this happy, but like life still goes on, right? Like I'm running an empire here. My husband has a huge business. We have five kids between the two of us. Like shit's happening all day long, like crazy, like next level kind of stuff. But it's like, I can handle that, <laughs> you know, like I can handle that. When COVID happened, I thought my husband's divorce was the worst thing I'd ever have to live through. And then I'm like, oh, this is like a whole new thing that we get to live through now, right? <laughs> this is a new experience. Do with this, like, and, and so it's like this not knowing, right? 
And I remember being on a retreat, I think in 2018 or 2019, and I had fell and busted my knee. And so my word for the retreat was surrender. And I'm like, okay, like the universe could not have given me a bigger message to surrender, but it's taken me five years to really understand the word surrender. And I'm still struggling with it, right? I closed my acupuncture practice. It was like time for me to go inward. And instead I just started like going after all these other opportunities because I felt like I needed to be doing something right like we don't even like allow ourselves time and space to like be in the moment so I am so grateful to be in your world to be in the world that we get to play and hang out in because you keep hearing these things. Like sometimes I feel like I'm on repeat, you know, cause I keep saying the same things over and over again. You got to tap into your desire. You got to know what you want. You got to think, but it's like, okay, to go deeper, you know, to like really understand what the word surrender means without having to bust your knee open. <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, I think it's through work like this. It's through conversations like this. I think it's being in the close proximity, like the amount of times that I've had clients like just share with me, like you can send me a two minute boxer. And it's like, you're sharing like a story from your life. And it's like instantly things get recoded because when we become like the living, walking example, embodiment of like who we are, what we teach our medicine, like that's when the the things shift very rapidly. That's when people come into your world and, and like literally like shift frequencies in an instant. And I know this is like something that, that I think is so powerful coming back full circle to the in-person is, you know, that the amount of messages I received after my AMI that was like, I loved meeting you because like you are who you say you are online, like who you show up in your teachings, like to be able to witness that in the embodiment of it is powerful. And this is why I think, you know, that the deeper connections, the in-person is, is just going to, I hope is going to keep coming more and more and more in this industry, in this world, because there's so much magic in that. Yeah. Well, we need that in that. That was really the big thing during COVID, right? Is that we lost the the connection and people were saying things like social distance and, you know, no, we were never supposed to socially distance, physical distance, maybe, but the terminology was all wrong. And, you know, it really created this separation and divide. But this past weekend, I was in New York city and I was hanging out with some of the matrix women and, you know, Danielle and I were in Miami on Monday on a yacht. And then on Saturday night, having dinner in New York city. And I'm like, it, this is so weird, but yet it's like, feels so normal, you know? And like in that moment, I'm like, life has resumed itself. You know, like it was like the first time in three years where I'm like, this is it now. Like, I think that we're finally back in like a really good flow of this thing called life. And hopefully we raise everybody's vibration and frequency to get on the happy scale. And this thing called life, right? Like we are here to live, yeah. you know, it's like the biggest thing I, I always share too. I'm like, I want people to like know me and to remember me for like how I live and how I love. Yeah. And so the living has to like come first. The living has to be a huge part of it. Jack, thank you so much for joining me today. How can the audience find you if they want to find you on social media? I mean, my favorite is also my podcast, The Jacqueline Shaw Show. I'm on a bit of a hiatus until season two comes out right now, but there's a whole season to go listen to there. And then Instagram is usually where you can find me, where I play, where I share, which is Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. Perfect. 
For those of you who are just joining me for the very first time, welcome. My name is Shilamita. You can find me all over the internet. My website is www.shilamita.com. It's S-H-I-L-A-M-I-D-A. There is no E in my name. Spellcheck likes to add one, but it's not there. I hang out on Instagram at 50 Shades of Shilamita. If you're listening to the show, you can also watch the show on my YouTube channel at 50 Shades of Shilamita. I love to play on Facebook and I also hang out on Pinterest. Just have to look up my name and you will find me. For those of you that come back week after week, I thank you for listening to the show. I thank you for sharing the show and letting us know your thoughts and things that happen after you hear the program, definitely go check out Jacqueline, watch our pages. We are going to be meeting again in person. I am super excited about that. Any last thoughts or wisdom that you want to leave? Oh my gosh. Well, first, thank you. Thank you. This conversation has been so powerful. I'm excited for people to listen. I'm excited to get to spend more time with you in person. And honestly, my, my final thoughts are go inward, like go to the power within you, harness the power within you. I think it's so easy right now and easy to get lost in this online space and to look outside ourselves, to look outside ourselves to what she's doing. And she's doing even looking outside ourselves for God, the universe. And like when we can go and find it all within I mean, that, that for me has been the thing that's changed everything. Yay. Thank you so much, Jack. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.